0: Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast, where you can get the latest results, fantasy picks, and news every week in the NASCAR racing world. We just got one more spot left to fill, so let's give it to our host. Here he is, Vanilla Wafers! What's up, everybody? Welcome to the back of the field. This is Vanilla Way First, and thank you for tuning in to the Field Filler Podcast. How are you all doing? It has been about a week and a half since we've chatted with each other as NASCAR went into a weekend break for the Cup Series. It's going to be the only break of the season. But don't worry, we are returning here this weekend as NASCAR returns to Nashville Super Speedway, a racetrack that was added on into the schedule just last year. A lot of fans were excited. It was a good fan turnout. It seems like it's going to be a racetrack that NASCAR will be at for many years to come. So, we are excited for it because, one thing, it's kind of a unique racetrack. 1.33 miles, and it's also a concrete trioval, something you don't see at any other racetrack. So, it Does have its uniqueness. It provides really good racing. And one thing we've seen with the next gen cars is they love these intermediate tracks, and that's exactly what Nashville is. So we should have a really good race here this weekend. Now, before we talk about our top fantasy picks, and let me tell you, it's really important that we talk about fantasy picks for for a couple reasons. One, I screwed up the Sonoma picks so bad a couple weeks ago that I really need to redeem myself. And also, two, this is the beginning of the summer stretch. so, our fantasy picks are more important than ever. But before we cover which drivers we're going to include on our fantasy roster this weekend, let's first cover some big news regarding contract extensions. Now, these are some big names that we're going to talk about here. Both of them have won x Series Championships and one of one, a Cup Series Championship. So these are top-tier drivers. Let's first talk about the first one, and that is regarding JTG Dortry Racing. As you guys are well aware, last year they dropped from a two-car team to a one-car team, as a lot of people were maybe a little bit worried about whether or not they were going to stay in the sport much longer, were they struggling financially, who were they going to have for a driver going on past the 2022 season. Well, we can put those rumors to rest, because it was just announced just a couple of hours ago before I started this podcast. Today, that Ricky Stenhouse Jr. has signed a multi-year extension with the team, meaning he is going to be returning to JTG Dortry Racing in the number 47 car for the, at the very least for the 2023 season. That's actually some really good news. I like these uh, mid-tier teams staying in the sport. And unfortunate for Ricky Stenhouse Jr., he's had a really rough Cup Series career, but it feels like the number 47 car has been a decent fit for him. He's put on some good performances here and there. Uh, This year, he's had four top 10s in a row, which is actually really impressive for the team. The team has never been able to do that until this year. So, definitely the duo have been working well with each other. It was just whether or not Ricky Stenhouse Jr. wanted to continue with the next-gen car. Well, it is clear that he obviously wants to stay, so... Ricky Stenhouse Jr. will be in the 47 car for the foreseeable future with JTG Dortry Racing. Now let's talk about the biggest news, and this is regarding Joe Gibbs Racing. There was a lot of rumors regarding this on who was going to drive the number 19 car next year. As most of you are well aware, Martin Trex Jr.'s contract ends this year, and a lot of people were just unclear, was he going to continue on forward? Because he hasn't gotten a win yet. Maybe he's going to retire this year and call it a good career. Well, he just made the announcement that he has extended his contract with Joe Gibbs Racing to 2023. That's right. Martin Trex Jr. will stay in the number 19 car. So all those rumors about whether Ty Gibbs, Brandon Jones, or maybe even another driver we have not mentioned yet, potentially John Harninemichek, moving up into the Cup Series driving for Joe Gibbs Racing, it will not be with the number 19 car. As Martin Trex Jr., the 2017 champion, is not done racing in NASCAR's top level, as he will continue on in the number 19 machine into the 2023 season. I sure hope there's a lot of people who are excited about those bits of news. I'm personally a big fan of Martin Trex Jr. I love his story. I love the fact how much he has persevered in the last few years. And now that he is running in the number 19 car... Even though maybe I'm not the big Joe Gibbs racing fan, I still have to root for him. It's been a struggle in the 2022 season, but I'm glad he's going to give it at least one more year in NASCAR's top level. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., like I said, it's been a good fit. He's been getting a few top tens here and there. Maybe, just maybe, he can give JTG Dortry Racing their second career win as a team. But without further ado, why don't we dive into the biggest bit of news, the one that you always tune into this podcast, and that is for the Top Fantasy Picks. We have 36 drivers running in this Cup Series race. It is the 17th race of the 2022 season, but we can only have six of them on our fantasy roster. So which drivers are the best ones to go with, who can score us the most points, and which drivers can we save for later in the season? Well, without further ado, let's dive into it. This is this weekend's top fantasy picks for the Ally 400 at Nashville Super Speedway. Alrighty, so for the long-time listeners, you guys already know how this goes, but for the new listeners, let me break it down. There's going to be 13 drivers I'm going to talk about here in this segment. The reason why I picked 13 drivers is I want to give the fans a variety on picking fancy drivers throughout the year. Obviously, you can't use people like Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, Kyle Busch through the first 26 races because you only get a maximum of 10 picks per each driver. So that's why I separate it out like that. I separate uh, the first five as drivers who can potentially win the race. The other five is drivers who can finish comfortably in the top 10 and score quite a few stage points for your fantasy teams. And then lastly, I will include three drivers you might want to take a chance on here this weekend. Drivers you may not use every single weekend that could be a sleeper in this race. Let's first start off with the top pick and the driver who I feel like can get into victory lane here this weekend. Let's talk about a driver who's been phenomenal phenomenal. phenomenal here in the 2022 season has finished mostly in the top five more races than he's finished outside the top five he had a phenomenal finish here in Nashville last season let's talk about the number one of Ross Chastain now Ross Chastain may not be the guy to beat like he was in the first half he's been finishing more inside the top 10 rather than in the top three than he was in the first few races here's his last few finishes he has finished 7th 8th 15th 7th uh, earlier in the year, he was finishing like third, second, first, second, third for quite a few races. So, why do I think he can win this race? Well, let's let's be obvious here track house racing has been phenomenal and now they finally got their second driver to get his first ever victory here in the top series of nascar ross chastain was able to do it at circuit of the americas and now daniel suarez is able to do it at sonoma now people might be wondering okay those are road course races this is an intermediate track why would you include ross chastain as the number one pick Well, look at racetracks that he has led so many laps at. Look at Las Vegas, the mile and a half track from the beginning of the season. He led 83 laps in that race, the most laps than anyone else. And then the Dover race, he led 86 laps there as well. And then the Coca-Cola 600, 153 laps. Even though they've had only their victories at Road Courses and then at Talladega, they have still been absolutely phenomenal at the intermediate tracks, especially last year where Ross Chastain was able to finish second place with Chip Ganassi Racing. Oh yeah, Ross Chastain is going to be a force to be reckoned with here this weekend, and I feel like is a great number one pick for fantasy rosters here for Nashville Super Speedway. (laughs) The next driver that you should consider as a top pick here for this weekend is a driver in the Chevrolet camp once again. Let's include the driver who dominated this race last year. It may be a little bit of a shock pick for some people that he is so high on this roster, but it's now time to talk about the number five of Kyle Larson. Now why in the world am I considering Kyle Larson as a top pick? He is nowhere near as competitive as he was last season. Well be that as it may, he only has one win this season, he has still been a front runner in most races than not, especially at intermediate racetracks. Like I said, I don't think anyone's ignoring the fact that Kyle Larson has been struggling compared to last year. I think everyone has recognized it, but still, you got to look at how well he's still running at intermediate racetracks. Auto Club is where he got his victory, but right after that at Las Vegas, he finished second, led 27 laps. Dover, he finished in the top 10, led 19 laps in that race. Darlington read led 30 laps. Unfortunately, that did not end well for him. Kansas, he finished his second, close to winning that race. Coca-Cola 600, everything happened to him in that race and he was still able to finish in the top 10. He has still looked really well at these types of racetracks and right now, I'm looking at practice right now, he is the fourth fastest driver on the charts. So, he has not lost his speed at these Intermedia tracks. Granted, he does have a different crew chief up on top of the box, but I don't think that's going to affect Kyle Larson that much. He is definitely going to have to compete against Trackhouse Racing, I feel like they are the guys to beat, but Kyle Larson's going to be right up there, especially after his performance last year at this racetrack where he led 264 laps. Yeah, things are going to be looking really good for the number five machine here at Nashville. The next driver who should be considered a top pick here for this weekend, he is in the Toyota camp. He is a two-time champion. Let's talk about the number 18 of Kyle Busch. Now, Kyle Busch may not be on the top of everyone's uh, fantasy picks when it comes to intermediate racetracks, but why don't I share with you some statistics on racetracks between 1 mile to 1.5 miles here in the 2022 season. I'll first start off with Worldwide Technology. He finished second in that race. At the Colt Colt 600, he finished second. At Kansas, he finished third. Darlington, even though he led 19 laps, unfortunately he finished 33rd in that race. Dover, though, he led 103 laps and finished 7th. Phoenix, he finished 7th. Las Vegas, he finished 4th. Seems like... When it comes to these types of racetracks, he is running in the top 10, if not the top 10, the top 5. And he did really well at this racetrack last year. I mean, it's a track he's raced at in the past. He has shown impressive results down the Truck Series and the Nationwide Series Um, at the time. Now it is known as the Xfinity Series. And then here at practice currently, he ran the most laps than any other driver, 49 laps in practice, and he was the second fastest. It seems like things are looking really good for that number 18 car, and it looks like he's going to be very competitive here this weekend. Do I think he has a shot to win this race? Absolutely. He does have some tough competition. I mean, Kyle Larson and Ross Chastain, I think they just need to stay out of trouble, and they can be ahead of Kyle Busch. But they have been all over the place that there may be a chance that they're not able to keep their cars clean. If that is the case, someone who can keep their car clean is the number 18 of Kyle Busch. Definitely a great driver to have here this weekend. That number 18 car is going to be running up front and will be a good fancy pick for fancy rosters here this weekend. Next, let's include a Ford. We've already talked about the Chevrolets. we talked about the Toyotas. I think now it's time to include a Ford. Who's going to be representing the brigade? How about the number 12 of Ryan Blaney? Ryan Blaney had a really, really rough month of May. It was brutal for him. His best finish was a 12th place finish at Kansas. So why in the world would I include Ryan Blaney right now when for the most part he looks like he's only good at the beginning of the season and near the end of the summer stretch? Well, something shows me that that may not be the case here going into the summer stretch because of how well he's ran in the last couple of races. Racetracks, we did not even consider Ryan Blaney to be running up front. Well, now he's able to do that with this team. He has a top 10 qualifying speed. And one thing I always really like about Ryan Blaney is when he's in a rhythm, he is in a rhythm. And things are looking really good. And I could see a top 5 finish for that number 12 team. He is definitely a number 2 pick for fantasy rosters, but still a good option here for Nashville. And the last driver I want to include here as far as top fantasy picks goes and drivers who I feel like can win this race. This one might be an interesting one for some people, but I think he has finally jumped over that string of bad luck, especially with his victory in the most recent race. Of course, I'm talking about the number 99 of Daniel Suarez. Now, like I said, people might think I'm absolutely crazy because they're just like, hey, he got his win at Sonoma. But his last top 10 finish was at Darlington. And then before that, it was Phoenix. He hasn't been running near the front. He has had some really bad finishes near the back. Well, honestly, uh, yes, his finish has been near the back. But he has been running up front. And he's had some really good speed. He's been right there with his teammate. He has just been running into some of the worst luck that I have seen from a stock car driver next to Denny Hamlin here in the 2022 season. Besides those bits of bad luck really fast race cars and one racetrack that i feel like track house racing is going to do everything they can to finish up front is going to be nashville because of their sponsorships now i'm not going to base this race solely off a of sponsorship that is, that would be silly oh i think ross chastain is going to win it because they have a tootsie sponsorship and that is a bar here in this area and it, it's it's going to be really good for them no, no 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 come on guys come on but what i will look at is is the performance in races similar to this racetrack. And most of the time, it's been Ross Chastain. Well, besides that, but if you look past the finishes, who has been right there, right behind him, behind like a position or two, or sometimes even in front of him, the number 99 of Daniel Suarez. Now, this is going to be solely, he's probably the riskiest top pick. That's for sure. I, I mean, make no mistake on that. However, if he can stay out of trouble which I feel like he is slowly but surely starting to do. Then he's going to be right there with his partner, Ross Chastain, and you're going to be seeing Trackhouse Racing having both their cars running in the top five here this weekend. I really do believe that, and you should too, for this weekend for Fantasy Rosters, and that will conclude the top picks here for this weekend. We got the number one of Ross Chastain, the number five of Kyle Larson, the number 18 of Kyle Busch, the number 12 of Ryan Blaney, and the number 99 of Daniel Suarez. Now let's move on to our third and fourth picks here for this weekend in Nashville. It's time to look at the pretty good category. These are the drivers who we feel like can score a lot of stage points and get a top 10 finish here this weekend. So the first driver I'm going to include here in the pretty good category has to be another Toyota and it's going to be the number 20 of Christopher Bell. Now Christopher Bell let us down in the Sonoma race. I, I really thought he was going to run well in this race. Turns out he didn't. But there was a reason why I had him so high on my list for the race that happened a couple weeks ago. And that is because look at these finishes, they've all been around. 4th through ninth place, a ninth place finish at Worldwide, a 5th place finish at Charlotte, a 5th place finish at Kansas, a 6th place finish at Darlington, a 4th place finish at Dover, average running position in the top 10 for almost all of those, the Coco 600, his average running position was 12th, but he stayed out of trouble, he had himself a really decent race there, he's had a phenomenal race for all the other ones that I mentioned, it's been a really good season for Christopher Bell, he just hasn't been a driver to beat yet. I say yet because he is very close to getting that victory here in the 2022 season, especially with the consistency that he has had. And one thing that you want here in your third fantasy pick or your fourth fantasy pick is a driver who has consistency. Maybe you're not going to get that at a super short race tracks or maybe even the road course races. Granted, he was able to finish third at Coda, but there was a lot of stuff going on at Coda in the last couple of laps. But one thing you entrust him at is intermediate tracks. The number 20 of Christopher De- Bell... Definitely a good driver here this weekend. Next driver here in the pretty good category that you should consider as a pretty good pick to go with here this weekend. It's going to be a driver who did really good in the first few races. Fell off a little bit in the month of April, May, and maybe even a little bit of June. But I feel like things are going to be popping back up for him. I am talking about... The number 24 of William Byron. Now, granted, the last seven races, his best finish was a ninth place finish at Sonoma. Other than that, no other top 10 finishes. Granted, he did have a really good car at Darlington. He also had a really good car at Kansas. Darlington, he was taken out by Joey Logano. And then Kansas, he had a flat tire. So, why do I feel so confident about him here this weekend? Well it just seems like things are looking really good for him. One thing he's always looked good at is intermediate tracks no matter what has been going on and right now it looks like he has a car that's going to be similar to his partner Kyle Larson. In practice he ran in the 5th position. Really good speeds there. Last year in the 2021 season he was able to finish in the top 5. It looks like it could be a really good race for the number 24 team. Right now they need a solid finish. Maybe to get some uh, stage or even a stage win. That'd be huge for the team since they're already locked into the playoffs. And I feel like right now, for your third or fourth picks, some of these drivers will mostly be included, will be drivers who've already gotten a victory who are doing everything they can just to get some playoff points. And the 24 car looks to be in that position here for this weekend. Nashville has been a track that has worked in his favor last year. It looks like it's going to be a track that's going to work in his favor this year. 24 car, good number three pick here, right next to Christopher Bell. All right, guys, let's talk about the driver who has not gotten their first win yet. We keep talking about him over and over. When is he going to get his first win? When is he going to get his first win? Is it going to be during the summer stretch? Is it going to be in the fall? Is it even going to be in the 2022 season? Well, either way, he has been doing really good for fantasy rosters, and I feel like this weekend is going to be another good race for the number eight car of Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick has looked really good at the intermediate tracks this year with a 6th place finish at Charlotte, a 2nd place finish at Darlington, a 3rd place finish at Phoenix, and a 7th place finish at Las Vegas. Things have been looking really good for him and he just finished 3rd in practice today with a speed of 29.84. The only two drivers to beat him were Toyotas. We will talk about one of them here in just a bit. The other one being the number 18 of Kyle Busch. So how is Tyler Reddick going to run in this race? I don't think he's going to get his first victory here this weekend. I don't see it happening. But I do see another solid race for that number eight team. And right now, that's something that he needs. He Well, first, he needs a win. I mean, I don't think anyone's arguing with that. that I don't think anyone's out there saying, I'd rather see Tyler Reddick get uh, four top ten finishes in a row rather than a victory here in the summer stretch. Everyone wants him to get a victory. If you're a Tyler Reddick fan, you want that now. But let's, I don't think that's going to happen. But I do see a solid finish if he does have to rely on that backup plan. He is going to be able to do that and race his way in on points if we don't get more than uh, 15 winners here this uh, regular season. So Tyler Reddick. Even though his finishes have been a little bit wonky lately, I still think he's a good fourth pick here this weekend. I think he's going to have a fast car. He's going to be running near the front. His practice speeds show it. His performance here in the 2022 season shows it. And I believe that number eight car will be running around in the top eight for the most part here in this Nashville race. Next driver we're going to talk about here in the Pretty Good category, he is from the Ford camp, and he drives the number four, and that is Kevin Harvick, the 2014 champion. Now, when you talk about Kevin Harvick, I think the biggest topic is, will he ever win again in the Cup Series? That one is up for debate. I see a few tracks where he can potentially get another victory here within the next year or so, but right now, it's kind of slim right now, and those races that we feel like he could have an edge, he needs to perform at. So why am I considering him in the pretty good category? Well, believe it or not, he's had quite a few top five finishes in the last five races here in the 2022 season. Sonoma, a track that I don't think many people really thought about Kevin Harvick, he finished fourth in that race. Well, the Coca-Cola 600, how did he do in that race? He finished third in that one. Well, how about the race at Darlington? how did he do there? He finished fourth. Granted, the races in between weren't really that great. Kansas 15th, eh. Worldwide Technology, 33rd, eh. But other than that, if you disregard those two races, he's been running fairly well. Now, I wouldn't fully disregard those races. In fact, I think he's more of a riskier pick than some of the other drivers I mentioned. If he can finish, though, in the top five, and also score some stage points, that is going to do wonders for your fantasy roster. And when you got that type of consistency going, things tend to look in the right direction for you. The num- uh, Stuart Haas Racing definitely still has a lot of work to do to compete against the top dogs, but they've still had a few races here and there, whether it be Kevin Harvick, whether it be Eric Amarola or Chase Briscoe, they've always had at least one driver who has put up a sort of a fight in one race or another here in this 2022 season. And I feel like the one who's going to represent them here this weekend will be the number four car. So Kevin Harvick, he's a good number four pick here for this weekend. (laughs) And the last driver we're going to include here on our fantasy rosters in the pretty good category will be the number 22 of Joey Logano. Oh Joey Logano. Yeah I'm still mad at you. For the Darlington race. But I got to admit. You've been looking pretty decent. At these intermediate racetracks. Now I say the word decent. And and maybe I shouldn't use the word decent. I mean Worldwide Technology Raceway. He ran really well there near the end. Darlington he did lead 107 laps. The other races though. they Maybe he wasn't the guy to beat. But he was running on average in the top 10. Around 8th. 10th. 9th eighth and what do you do when you want a good third or fourth driver like I said earlier you want someone who's consistent Christopher Bell has shown consistency and if you want another person consistent here in the mid-pack you want the number 22 of Joey Logano who will more than likely run around the top 10 throughout this entire race his practice speeds where did he run around in practice it wasn't in the top 10 it was a little bit further back so that may be a little worrisome so there's a little bit of risk to that I wouldn't put him ahead more confidently than Christopher Bell or maybe Tyler Reddick or William Byron, but he's not that far away from them, and I think he'll be right there in that mix. So Joey Logano, I think he's worth the risk. I think if you think Ryan Blaney is going to run good, I think Joey Logano going to be right there with him. Maybe not contending for the win, but we'll be running around the top 10. So those are the five drivers we have here in the pretty good category. We got the number 20 of Christopher Bell, the number 24 of William Byron, the number 8 of Tyler Reddick the number four of Kevin Harvick, and finally the number 22 of Joey Logano. Now it is time to take a gamble on some drivers. Here are three drivers you might want to take a chance on here this weekend. <laughs> all righty, guys, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to kind of cheat on this one. So the first driver is actually going to be a whole team. And don't worry, I'm not going to throw all Joe Gibbs Racing or Rick Henrik on there. That'd be a little silly. Who I am going to throw on here is going to be twenty three eleven. The team who started at the same time as Trackhouse Racing, but not nearly at the performance here in the 2022 season. So why in the world would you want to include one of these guys on your fantasy roster? Well, let's look at some facts, and these are some straight facts. Let's look at Kurt Busch in the number 45 car. How has he looked at in these intermediate tracks My Coca-Cola 600? He has finished third and first. And they weren't even flukes either. He had a good running car in the both of those, running near the front. It was impressive for that number 45 machine. And also looking at practice where he was running around the sixth position, it looks like he's going to do something similar to that once again. What about Bubba Wallace? Why in the world would I include Bubba Wallace? What has he done? He hasn't been finishing in the top 10. I don't even know if he's been finishing in the top 20 or 30 in that matter. Okay, jokes aside, who was the fastest driver here in practice? And not just by a little, I'm talking about a whole tenth of a second and a half over the second place car of Kyle Busch. That's right, the number 23 of Bubba Wallace. You know what this tells me? This tells me that 2311 is starting to figure out the intermediate tracks and Bubba Wallace had bad luck in those races where Kurt Busch was running really good. And, I, and that's a bummer, too, because I remember those races. You're, you're, you're looking at that 23 car, and you're like, wow, he's moving up into the 10th position. And now he's in the 8th position. Holy crap, he could uh, crack the top five. And then all of a sudden, he gets a random problem, and his pit crew screws him over, and then he finishes near the back. Oh, tragic, tragic, tragic situation. But let me tell you something. If he can have this fast speed here and they can dust the cobwebs, he is worth the risk. And Kurt Busch is also worth the risk too. And and I don't even think Kurt Busch is that much of a riskier driver. He might be more in the pretty good category, but I would strongly suggest you only pick one or the other. You shouldn't pick both of them. That's, that's a little too risky. I think Kurt Busch would be a good number five pick and Bubba Wallace should be a garage pick. And the only reason I separate these guys out in different positions is because Bubba Wallace has had a lot more bad luck than Kurt Busch. But still, that 23-11 team, Maybe a team you might want to take a chance on here this weekend at Nashville. <laughs> the next driver who's here on the take a chance category is going to be Tyler Reddick's partner, the number three of Austin Dillon, a driver that many people may not even be considering at all recently. But let me tell you, Austin Dillon seems to do really well at this racetrack. Last year, it was great performance by him as he was able to score 40 fantasy points even though he finished outside of the top 10. How does Austin Dillon look here this weekend? Having pretty good speeds. Maybe not comparable to Tyler Reddick, but he's been right there with his practice speed being around in the 12th position. So that is something to maybe feel a little bit good about. Maybe not too much, but I'm looking at his finishes here and they're slowly but surely going in the right direction for him. He's been running around between the 10th and 15th position. So definitely worth that take a chance. We've been we've been focusing on Tyler Reddick for so much. I think Austin Dillon needs to be looked at as well. I would put him in the same spot as Bubba Wallace. He's going to be a garage pick. we got to see how he's doing. But he may impress a lot of people here, score a few stage points here and there. And if you're using him as a fifth pick or you're replacing him for someone who wrecked out, if he is able to score maybe two seventh place finishes in the stages and then finish eleventh, that's still about thirty-five points. That's really good for your fifth guy. Austin Dillon is definitely worth a risk here at Nashville. And then the last driver we have here on the take a chance category, who is it going to be? Is it going to be the number nine, of Chase Elliott? No, I, I don't. I don't like using Chase Elliott as a take a chance. He is definitely going to be a driver you're either going to feel super confident with or you're going to keep him off. That's that's where Chase Elliott is right now. I feel like there's plenty of races here coming up in the future that he is going to be a viable option for sure. Well, what about the number 11 of Denny Hamblin? He, he's got a couple of victories here this season. we got to include him. That'd be that as it may, <laughs> his finishes are so all over the place, and by the few races that I've seen him run here in the last couple of weeks where he's finished outside the top 30 both times, yeah, he, he's still experiencing that bad luck. Martin Trex Jr. maybe. What about Martin Trex Jr.? He got a contract extension. You know it's going to give him a lot of motivation. Well, yeah, maybe, but I don't know. Just um, kind of at best a top 10 finish. If you think Martin Trex Jr. is worth a fancy pick here for a top 10, then use him. But other than that, if you only want to use him if he's going to be a top 5 option, then yeah, this may not be the race for him. What about Alex Bowman? Eh, Alex Bowman's going to be in the same spot as Chase Elliott. Not too confident with him. The one driver I am willing to give a chance here this weekend is a Ford. It is a driver that we haven't mentioned too much here recently, and he's been right there on the cusp. He is a rookie, actually. Yes, that's right. I am talking about the number two of Austin Cendric Austin Sendrick may be a good option to go with here and I think it's going to be solely based on how Ryan Blaney and Joey Logano look in this race. Now, I think a lot of people right now are going, Tyler, you're absolutely crazy. Or not Tyler, Vanilla Wafers. Now you know my first name. Oh, good God. I think I've said it like multiple times already. Why Why not another Ford like Eric Amarola or maybe Michael McDowell? Well, the thing about those drivers is, yes, they're looking good, but they've been more um, sporadic with their finishes. Like, there is way more of a risk and award with them. One one day they can finish eighth, and then a bad day they can finish 26. They both have been doing that. Austin Cindric, he's been narrowing it down more and more every single weekend. Uh, if we don't count the Coca-Cola 600, where everyone ran to bad luck, he has been running, on average... In the 11th position, 5th place at Sonoma, 11th place at Worldwide, 11th place at Kansas, 18th at Darlington, 11th at Martinsville, and then you got Las Vegas. He finished 19th, Auto Club 12th. He's been right there. He's been pretty consistent, and I like that, and it looks like the Fords have been moving really well in the right direction. Team Penske, for the most part, I mean, you got Joey Logano, who got a win a couple weeks ago. You have Ryan Blaney, a driver we did not suspect would be running near the front until the end of the summer stretch. And Austin Cedric's been pretty consistent. And Austin Cedric's a great driver... I think potentially people could have all three of the Penske cars on their fantasy roster, and they would not be disappointed. Now, granted, the riskiest one out of all of them is, of course, the rookie, so take that into consideration. But Austin Cindric, if you feel like you're going to get a good performance out of Ryan Blaney, if you're going to get a good performance out of Joey Logano, then you got to include the entire roster all together, and that includes the number two of Austin Cindric. So I think we got um, some drivers who may be really good here this weekend and you might want to take a chance on. And thats is 23-11. You're going to either pick Kurt Busch or Bubba Wallace. You can also go with the number three of Austin Dillon, driver who's been in the shadow of Tyler Reddick but could put up a really good performance here at Nashville. Or finally, the number two of Austin Sendrick, a driver who won the Daytona 500, but has been running really consistent between 10th and 15th. Maybe he'll crack that top 10, score a few stage points, and will be a good viable option here at Nashville Super Speedway. Thus concludes this segment here for the Fantasy Rosters. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I got to really redeem myself after that Sonoma debacle. That was a bad, bad weekend for me, and it looked like it was a bad weekend for a lot of people because I think only one person was able to score 200-plus points in that uh, race at Sonoma. It was like, oh, I am so sorry, everyone. <laughs> or Let's see here. Let's look at the Fantasy Picks at fantasygames.nascar.com at the field fillers. Yes. One dry, One person was able to score 200 plus points, and that was Sammy by God with 201. Hebrew Hammer and Charlie's Racers were very close at 195 and 186, but only one person was able to break the 200 barrier, and that was Sammy by God. If you still want to join our fantasy roster, you can do so at, like I said, fantasygames.nascar.com. Our league name is Field Fillers League, or NASCAR Field Fillers to be more specific. 42 members already. It's been a lot of fun. Somehow I am still holding on to the lead in the overall league at 3,022 points, but not that far away is Thunder Gun 3 at 3,021. I, I got no gap in between him. One bad pick here this weekend. And I'm going to lose my spot for sure. Still a lot of fun, though. If you still want to join that, you can. The winner of this league will be getting a 124 die cast, which, by the way, I got the wrap made. I just need to print out the decals, and that car will be golden for whoever wins it. If it's me, we'll... Give it away some other way. We'll figure that one out. Uh, if you do want to watch random videos from me, all NASCAR related, and it's been a lot of fun, a lot of followers have been joining us there, you can do so on either TikTok at Vanilla Wafers 44 or on YouTube at Vanilla Wafers, where I post multiple videos, usually a video a day is what I try to do. Right now, some of the biggest videos have been the NASCAR therapy sessions, where I just act like a fool and pretend I'm like every other NASCAR driver NASCAR team owner a lot of people love that it's a lot of fun you kind of poke fun at some of the uh, bad things that happen in a race and we also have a good tournament madness going on right now where we have down to 16 drivers on who we're determining who's going to be the best NASCAR driver of all time according to the fans people like Richard Petty Jeff Gordon Dale Waltrip of course they're going to be here on this list but we got some interesting drivers who could shake it up and could potentially win it which includes Dale Earnhardt Jr. Yes, he's in the round of 16. You are probably as shocked as I am on that one, but the fans are choosing him, so all right, there we go. Kevin Harvick, I mean, he he's definitely a talented driver. Mark Martin, can the kid Mark Martin? Or even a driver who raced all the way back in the early stages of NASCAR, Buck Baker and Lee Petty. Either way, if you do want to make your votes on who you think the better driver is in each matchup, again, Vanilla Wafer 44, or at Vanilla Wafers. Uh, The first one with the 44 is TikTok, and then the one without the 44 is YouTube. But above all, guys, thank you so much for listening to The Best and trying out all the rest. I have been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time, so I'm going to take the car and pull it right on into pit road, collect my last place winnings, and I am out. So you all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast.